All right, welcome to episode two of Flats Mafia podcast. We are here at West Coast Marine, and we have our buddy Graham Taylor is in the house that we're going to get into a lot of a lot of interesting talk. Graham's been a big time tournament fisherman for years and a long, lifelong friend. You were one of the guys that kind of we'll get into a little bit of that how we first met through other people, but that's uh that's something that we can touch base. I am with James Garrison. You. James. And the big hoss, Justin LaForo. Episode 2, we're getting things ready. Graham kind of got on us, I'm not going to lie. I think we slacked a little bit by not having this cooler I didn't, I didn't have it ready, man. Sorry. I know. So, hey, what, so Graham's, like, Graham's like, hey, we're, I'm going to do a podcast. Wait, he shows up, leaves, leaves, comes back with a bottle of tequila, shot, shot glasses. Hey, that won't, ready that won't happen again. When our guest comes in, we're going to have it stocked. Yes. Yeah, we should probably go to Costco and get a little. I stocked it. I New stocked standards, it a, folks. A long time ago, but as I came in and fixed things, I just started drinking on the. Yeah. Well, they, that's all right. There you have it. They disappeared. Graham, we're sorry. That's all right. But we do appreciate you bringing some tequila, getting the blood flowing. Must blood uh, flowing. Yeah, please, please kind of introduce yourself and kind of give them a background of basically your whole career as, as a fisherman in the uh, redfish industry. Well, um, my journey is just about as similar as everybody else's. You know, it started young, grew up on a creek uh, in Upper Pasco County, Central Pasco County. Uh, started fishing. Cue the hillbilly music. Yeah. Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, cue the hillbilly Started fishing for the smallest bites, you know, and then always had a dream to catch the big ones. And I just chased it. You know, so that's the reality of the story, to cut it cut it to the... All right, well, tell me, tell me, um, tell me about your redfish career and, the you know, fishing a, tournaments and man, stuff. Man, you know, so I was big into preparation. I was really big under the gun. I really liked to be on on, on the clock. And uh, have to perform when it mattered, and to me, that's what mattered to me. So I made it happen, and that's that's why you know I I did what I did. So I was able to you know be the luckiest man on a certain day and have heaviest fish. And you've been you've been pretty successful at these tournaments as well. I mean, I'm kind of like one of those guys that's done it for free. You know, I, I can't say I got rich, but I didn't I didn't pay to do it. You know, yeah, I, I was helped along the way and uh, got to you know take some really big checks really big prizes in in real redfish tournaments we're yeah. not talking about the little local um charity slams that were that yeah that we fished before no i felt like we're talking about legit yeah yeah my seven-year journey i mean i started at the bottom with the tampa bay redfish tour that was a local you know you could hop out of your boat and wade and it was really fun really still one of my favorite awesome camaraderie still one of my favorites, the dudes yeah. that started that legendary approach um and then I just worked my way up and tried to buy into the best stuff that I felt like the best anglers were involved with. And it's all changed over time. Um, it's still evolving to this day. But, I mean, the bottom line is I just went out and prepared, and I learned about how fish, not just any fish. For me, it was, uh, you know, fish that were making that transition and being offshore fish, so big big heads. Fish that were at that 27-inch mark that were, you know, a full pound of head. So when you target that kind of fish, it kind of changes your results. I hear that. But let me ask you this: With the tournaments, and and obviously you fished them, Texas, Louisiana. You've been you you fished plenty of tournaments out of state, in state. Like, what would you say? One was like one of your last, most recent favorite ones to fish, and why were most recent? Give me give me the favorite. well, give me your favorite one. Yeah, give your me the juice, oh, bro. Man, give me I, the I juice. Yeah. The, the juice happened probably like a little over a year and a half ago, like two years ago in the fall. 
It was a transition in South Texas, a place I'd never been, which is crazy because that's what it's all about is going places you've never been. And fishing. And, and uh, you know, I'd driven 12, 13 miles to Louisiana, but I wanted to fish Texas. It was close to me, and my, my grandparents are buried out there. My dad fished coastal Texas. So I did. Me and a gentleman named Copeland Moore went. We drove like 18 hours, all, basically to Mexico. Good night. <laughs> and, and and started. To I'm figure, out. And we started out. to figure it out, man. Against you know 50, 60 of just Texas legendary dudes. The culture there is unbelievable. They're all so united. Totally different than how we are here. Yeah. Everybody's just in it for everybody else. It's a big, you know. Hey, man. Like, nice to see you, bub. Yeah. I remember how, you coming back from that tournament and t- talking about how tight they were it and was like if you needed a boat a prop a motor yeah we had, had your back we had engine trouble right we were running a hot alarm a gentleman named chuck mckinney and i we'd never never met in our lives other than maybe a little respect out of finishing on the podiums and these events you know got us a boat dude backup boat you know that's unheard of right yeah um everybody's kind of on the same agenda there but we went deep into the ecosystem there and uh got rewarded you know made a big check in an area i'd never been to earned a lot of respect around the gulf of mexico so, for me, uh, that that was, I think it was a PRL event, Professional Redfish League uh, Championship, uh, two years ago. And I haven't really fished. Well, I fished last year a little bit and made my way to, what was the... Uh, that was, was a, two years ago? Yeah, that was two years. Yeah. Last year was a Bassmasters event. Bassmasters, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. And that was a, that was kind of like a televised deal. Is that something that's that's going to keep keep growing, you think, or... I think that Yamaha and Skeeter and the right type of top-level tier, uh, you know, target purchasers for these type of, like, broadcasts when it's on TV are starting to get involved in the right direction, whether we have the unification, which has always been the problem. You know, there's a lot of participants, a lot of money being exchanged. It's just all going in these random directions. It's like a bunch of different carnivals set up all over the coast. You know, and different levels, and as soon as it's all refined and unified, there'll be a there'll be an end game that's going to be worth it. But um, we'll see what the future holds. We talked about it all the time. Redfish is more of a regional. Uh, it's a regional turn, even though you can catch them all the way up to what Carolinas, right? Yeah, coastal Carolinas, yeah. Um, Virginia, North Carolina, big breeders. Uh, for the corporate money, though, I feel like it's still viewed as a regional deal that they won't get all their. You know the money out of it that they would on a bass tournament, if you will. Eight eight billion dollar a year industry. Yeah. For what? For the pursuit of redfish. Redfish is eight billion dollars. Just redfish. Wow. So people really are like stomping on it because in the eighties. Well, I mean, it's it. The, when you look at bass and you look at redfish, that's not even close, right? Yeah. So do you do you know the numbers for bass? I don't. It's usually on. We're on like it's, a ten percent scale. So they got the scale. other 90% of the world. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, but the other 10% so involves an $8 billion 10% figure. is $8 billion is what you're saying. Yeah. Chop that pie up. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, because yeah. they bass fish throughout the world, right? So if that's an $80 million, $100, $100 billion industry, which fishing might be. Inshore fishing might be. I don't know. I don't know the numbers, but I know there's a lot of fishing poles. There's a lot of people buying stuff. I mean, stuff. this oh, is the, everything here. impact. Yeah. It goes down. Like, people don't even think about it. Goes down to the guy selling shrimp. Mm. You so know, what do you everything's think, trickle down. What do you think the, the tourism, the, all of it? For all those boats everything, now. Everything you, get a, you can get a carbon that. fiber boat with a Rotax 300 horsepower engine now made that goes 80 miles an hour on command to 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 fly fish for redfish. Now, I mean, what do you want to do? You tell me there's not economic impact. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. What, where are we at? 
I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But what do you think the biggest problem then has been to get a tour like MLF or or one of the, you know, the E-League Unification. Series? Well, wh- why has that been, though? What's the problem? Well, there? the biggest thing is the pursuit of how you catch. So uh, us, as you gravitate towards Florida, we have a more traditional approach of fishing, sight fishing off casting platforms. Um, as you gravitate towards the Texas coast and Mississippi, or excuse me, Louisiana, they actually have perfected the ability of maneuvering their boats and their marksman casting. Like, it's not a fishing game, it's a casting game. So where do you draw the line on what we're doing? So technology always is the, the you know, catch-22 and anything that happens in this world. So they've maneuvered these shallow draft boats that can hump fish, chase them down, and actually, like, when you throw it in front of their face and the matrix is complete and they see it drop in front of their face, it's genetically instinctual. So these guys are perfect at it. So I went there. I lost to the guys. I was the only one at the end of this tournament in Texas that was fishing traditionally. I was sight fishing, you know, a long edge that had pocket grass. It was just like me back home on the South shore. And I was doing it just the way I knew how, but the guys that were really doing it were doing it with their engines and towers and precision casting with bait casters. And I got schooled and, and there has to be a line that's drawn because I, I travel across the country with raw ability and got beat by technology. So there's, there's a intersection that has to be divided. And for them, they don't want to come this way because they don't want to fish. They can't do that. They yeah. can't do that shit over here. No, no, the, the fish act. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. The fish act totally different. <laughs> Tell I, them, Justin. I, I see where you were about to go with it. I'll say it. Yeah, you can't do in. that shit over here. You're not going to run on your motor and stand on your eight-foot casting platform and throw a bait caster in front of a redfish in no. Tampa. No. They're not going to eat it. It's not going to happen. Nah. Well, so. they say as you get past the Mississippi, they get really, really crazy uh, genetic, like into, it, like it's a matrix. If they see it, they eat it. Like I, no, I, I, I believe it. And if they Seen hear it, it, I believe if it. If they hear it, they turn around. You throw them a hot yeah. dog, you know. That's that's why everybody always said, you I'll know, take you a can. Hot dog. You and, and Louisiana has been like that for us. The time we went, we went with Graham. Uh, one I mean, episode, I actually I, made two out of it. Yeah. Well, I it, think it was, I got my PB, redfish there. there. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Big heavy Chevy. I yeah. just, I think there's a lot of truth in the fact that if you can be successful here, you know, not just Tampa, but the surrounding areas, throwing artificials. There, there's not many places you can't go and figure it out. That's very true. Give well, yourself enough time. Yeah. Answer me this, and a lot of the, the, I think it's the Power Pole Redfish Series, a lot of Tampa guys have won that when it's in Louisiana. All the, the championships are always in Louisiana, right? Yeah, for the some, last, for some the reason last. we go there because the fishing's supposed to be so great, but it's honestly been on decline because but of... I'm, what I'm saying, though, is Tampa yeah. guys... Oh, we've always performed there. I mean, Tampa guys First time show I pulled out. in there, I was like, are you kidding me? This is where they have fishing tournaments? You, Ryan Rickard, even Leto, uh, Drangle. Yeah, I around the corner. I mean, all, all these guys. I was like, all right, here, we'll fish here. <laughs> <laughs> Pull around the, we're going to go here, boys. Fish right here. That's how it used to be. Now you got to make big runs. Last time I made any money there, I went three hours one direction. Three, wow. hour, three hours back. That's that's one thing I wanted to ask you. So, so would you hold it real quick? How, how long did you fish for? Oh, uh, dude, I got a two, two hour window. Wow. Me, me and Copeland thumped them, though. It was the greatest time. So there's in there's the a fairy pond. <laughs> there's a lot of people who uh, have aspirations of being Home redfish, up. redfish anglers, right? And they don't realize how much time and effort get put into something like that. Yeah, I've been fortunate, man. I was a guide. I got to see how these fish act. 
I know about their life in the water column. I mean, I'll break it down simple for you. Like, there's predators, there's sharks, there's porpoises. I mean, they live in a depth that gets them away from those two things. And then, uh-oh, here comes number three. The, you, dude, the you. dude that knows how to fish. The dude, man, the dude. <laughs> so keep that in your, your in your back pocket. You know, if you're ever thinking like a fish, know that in 12 inches of water they can get eaten. In 10 inches they can't. So that that's the that's the thought behind the water aspect. But what about the the prep and the planning it takes to actually yeah, go and fish I this mean, with logistics for it you? It is. It is. I used to prep time. You know, I'd have a five day schedule. It's like going to a normal job. You know, when I was fishing at the highest levels, you you're on the water at sun up and you fish until your pattern what, is what over. What time before? Like how? If the tournament's on a Saturday, how long before are you? It's weird. I, I was there trying to. You know, when I didn't have full funding, I was emulating the patterns weeks beforehand. So I'd get up there on the same tidal coefficients. You're trying um, to find the same tide. I was on my own. I would come two weeks before. Dumb this down a little bit. Uh, all right. So Dumb it down. Basically You're the fishing moon. the same tide, trying right, to the same right. moon. So the moon happens full and then we, we need to let people know what we're talking about all here. All right. So Boy, this is like the water level is affected by this weird piece of cheese that's off of the edge of the uh, <laughs> earth about how far. No, look. Yeah, we know what the moon. Everybody knows what the moon. We is. got, we got that. But what I'm saying is, what you're, what you just said, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it ex- explainable so it's All understood. Right. It's in, a, in a two-week pattern, it's going to replicate itself. So there you you're, go. You're looking there at, a, go. you're looking at a turnaround of replication. So you can't go. What I'm saying is, if the tournament's on a Saturday, you can't go on the Thursday and think no, no. you're going to get this. Well, it's going to be kind of close, but you're going to get a time frame before that. You want to get the exact. Yeah, things happen in windows. Um, all my bites happen in a two-hour window. I mean, there's times that I've sat around and told jokes and learned stuff from people and, you know, really enjoyed the boat camaraderie. and Or and realize just, you don't like fishing with the guy you're on no, the boat. No, I, I won't get on a boat if I don't, if I don't like the Not fella. in a tournament, you're not. Uh, never. No. Never, never. That's I got, a long day, bro. There's plenty of people that have. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you're on a boat with a guy for a tournament, for a two-day tournament at that, and you're not really familiar with them, and, and it turns out you don't like them, that's a long Well, I don't think that's what people understand either, is, is how much it costs to actually do it right, and how much time that is. Right, so know. he's saying he's there yeah, two the weeks full, beforehand. No, no, I was not. I would go there when I was funded on my own and independent and replicate two weeks beforehand. So you can go those Fridays and Saturdays two weeks beforehand, have the same window within a couple inches to measure the window of opportunity that you're going to get to pounce, right? And then if you don't get there the full week beforehand because the winner is going to be there on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, watching that window opportunity. You know, I've sat on a dozen fish before because I knew if I got the two right bites, you know, in the two-hour window, like, it didn't matter what anybody else did. Yeah. I was bringing the weight. You're there for quality, exactly, not man. quantity. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of these guys are just getting in, you know, because they learn how to catch a redfish and that's awesome because I've been there and I, I love that spirit and that's the heart of being a fisherman. It's because you never know what's going to happen. And that's the honesty. So I'll break it down to you like this. The only few tournaments that I actually fished a couple of years ago, a year ago, whatever it was, for real, we went up. Like, uh, we tried to do five days ahead of time. You in Whitfield, yeah. Timmy? Yeah. We went yeah, to Jacksonville. I remember seeing you. We went there Augie, five days ahead of time. Between the fuel every day, the missed time at Work or whatever you're doing. You're missing work. You're you're taking time off away from your family. I I wanted I didn't want to have to deal with a bunch of stuff going in and out, and so I I ended up at a place on the water there. So I don't want to. Of course you did, Halsey. <laughs> yeah. 
you gotta eat, you gotta have some fun. <laughs> Long story short, you know, you got a couple couple grand at off minimum the, off the rip, not including fees to get into the thing. Right. Scared mm-hmm. money don't make money. So I hear you. So three grand, you're sitting there saying shit. I, I hope something happens. Yeah. And you're hey after and, you, five, and you've never and this sometimes this is a place you've never been to. I've never been there. So that's why you're there for five days. You're five learning days. it. The first day or two is probably garbage. We went there ahead of time because we kept hearing about these these title swings, and I, we're, over here we're just not used to these four or five foot king tide. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I found that I like to fish over there when it is low as you can get it. Where was that? Uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Saint, Saint, Saint Augustine really is where we were. Super low. You like it? I want low? it at the. I want to be not. I want to not be able to get out. That's just like Tampa. I mean, I, if I, I know, well, it's up easy there. to find them. Yeah, when it's low, yep. it's, a lot, it's a lot easier. Get to yourself. Find but, but the problem with that is, is I, we wanted to go because we didn't know the timing. I don't know how the wind, you know, reacts to the tide there. And we did. We our first two days, I, we were put. I mean, pushing, pushing, football fields, out of the boat, pushing the boat. Yeah, the GTS, which is not easily pushed, as you know. Just hey, man, don't call me. I, I get just, it. Just <laughs> pushing. So sometimes you got to push, man. If you're not getting stuck, sometimes you're not getting shallow enough. Yeah, yeah well, we were getting shallow enough, but long, long and short of it is the money and time. If you were to do that times five, six tournaments, you got to own your own company or be independently wealthy or have, have legit sponsors that just give you a have bunch legit of money. sponsors that are OK with here's 15, 20 grand to get you. That's your break. You got you to lodge. You got to lodge yourself for a week. And people beforehand. say oh, you fished for five, six days. Not when you're in that mentality from sun up to sundown to try and find fish. I gotta tell you, it's it's enjoyable, but it's not as enjoyable as you would think. <laughs> right? Because people look at pictures and they think it's great. All you're doing is running. Yeah, you're, you're checking. You're running. I I, I lean uh, you know I lean on a couple people to figure out where I'm going. Him being one of them. But well, the, the secret is to not getting that attitude. Like you can see everything slow down. Yeah. And and get way better at it's, where you're at if you get there and you work in tractor gear. And it's common sense. A lot of it, people overthink the shit out of this oh, stuff. Yeah. You gotta have bait. You gotta you gotta see. In my opinion, you have to see fish. If you're not seeing fish, you you gotta roll, man. Well, if you don't see fish and you're not catching the fish, yeah. Yeah, but you'll see people beat a bank all day long that they I were at two days we'll ago. Be. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll see them tournament guys too. They will beat a shoreline up because they caught them there two days ago. Right, but what I'm what I'm saying is, so you're there a week. You got to plan a week vacation for this, right? Yeah, On your vacation. normal vacation. Huh? Yeah, vacation. Vacation, vacation yeah. That's you got to lodge yourself for the week. That's correct. You got to you got to spend the money on gas to drive up there, gas gas throughout the week. Yep. You got to pay the fees to get in. Yep. You got to buy the tackle to do it right. I mean, yep. you have sponsors for some of this stuff, but this is not a um, you know, hey, everybody chip in 100 bucks and no, let's it's go. Recreation. No, no, it's recreation. No, this is this is it's a lifestyle. It's expensive to do this kind of stuff. You'll be willing to lose. I never I, tried to do it to how make many, money. <laughs> how many people are winning out of the – there's Man. a field. There's a field of 50. Are they the same type of guys that if are winning every If I pull up time? and there's 50 guys, man, there's 10 guys I worry about. You know, maybe five when it when it really boils down to it. I mean, it's it's weird. There's a lot of people that are seasoned and understand patterns and how to fish for heavy fish, and there's guys that go out there and – just winging it exactly man so catch two fish you worry about one local couple local you dudes got guys maybe? that you know are graying the beard after doing it for 20 years and when it comes into their ballpark you know and it's time to go under the gun you're gonna have a hard time beating them because 
They got more time than you. A lot more. Yeah, that's it's tournament time is the difference. And it's totally different than regular time. We uh, we travel to Louisiana to fish for all this money, and it's just like we keep giving it to the same group of guys, and it's like this is crazy because they live like, there, right? Yeah, I mean, if let me fish there for 300 days a year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to sound salty, yeah, you know, cocky or anything, but. But you're a very good fisherman. I mean, you know, you know, what makes you better is time. Let's show the love around the region, man. Florida's got a every, lot of fish in it. Every championship is in Louisiana. Hey, Texas got a lot of fish in it. Texas does. Coastal Carolina's got a lot of fish in it. They need to start a uh, trout tournament in Texas that, that rivals sure redfish. Trout um, in Texas. Right, but I mean that gets the same size as redfish tournaments. Those, yeah, those the trout there in Texas are, are something that is well, maybe more impressive. I think it's pretty impressive. 30-inch trout. Well, they just had a massive freeze there a couple years ago when I was there on that big epic trip I was talking about. I didn't know what I was fishing, but I was having these dreams about fishing mangroves in Texas. And I bought a shirt from Howler Brothers, and there was like a roseate spoonbill dipping his bill into the, the, uh, (laughs) you know, root structure. Don't laugh. This is like true life. No, no I, I so, just the way you're so, saying it. So, I, I was, you're making great. me visualize keep it. Going, keep and, going. And, I'm, and I'm dreaming this bite, and all of a sudden this bite's happening, and I don't realize what I'm around, but I'm around these mangroves that I visualized they had just been burnt by snow in southern Texas, no. and, it, and it killed all their, all their snook. Or excuse me, they, their snook there too. I saw them. Um, they killed all their trout because all these big 30-inch, 30 36-inch trout, they went to the shipping channel. You know, the deep, consistent water and the uh, the the almighty industry of the uh, fuel and oil and petroleum, whatever they do there on coastal Texas, is the boss. And they just rolled the uh, the freight tankers right down the shipping channel where all the fish were laid up. Oh, Killed shit. them all. So yeah, they, yeah. they lost like 80% of their trout population. I mean, I'm no scientist, but I've just heard from the locals the way it was. I don't know. You, you might be. I've been the listening way, to this year. I don't know. The way you talk, you definitely sound good. You might be a scientist. But I, I, I found those mangroves. The, bom- the bottom line is I found the mangroves. They just happen to be burnt by the climate change of snow. Yeah, you said you said it was a lot like fishing here. It was, man. The longitude and latitude lines, you know, like when you look at it on a global spectrum, if you jog across westerly to where we're at in, you know, Texas, everything, the grasses are the same, the baits are the same. There's pilchards there. You know, I love pilchards. So, so you look so for I, the same stuff, right? Bro, when I found uh, clouds of pilchards on a pocketed sandbar and redfish charged them in a foot and a half of water, you were like, I, I was like, this. dude, like, it. watch out. Let me easy, see how many, that's easy money. Let me see how let me see how many I can catch. That's easy <laughs> money when you see that. Yeah, but I, I feel like you always do that. You always kind of, when you're in a different area, you go and find places that you're used to fishing at home. What looks like home? Cause well, I because I know that, that's what makes it natural. You look at that and go. There should be fish. Well, right we there. used to have right. long grass bars, but right, like we've lost our grass drastically. Oh yeah, which yeah. Here a, in Tampa Bay, which yes. is a, like a huge. The, like, I definitely saw the bay struggle big time this summer, and you saw it again last summer too. Like that, that rest in peace, Tampa Bay. The, a lot of the problem is Hula Bay, right out there in front of Hula Bay. Yeah, used to be the staple for bay. That's where you went for over a decade. Yeah. Now is it is it there? So I actually caught beautiful bait there for like four days in a row last week at kids camp or the week before it ended. And I mean it was beautiful bait. You caught it what you needed in two, three throws. You're is it done. there now? I have not been back. But I mean it's not it's not been consistent like it's it not consistent there, but like even the bait came in way later this year too. But it was all over the middle grounds and then when we had that fry bait 
all that shit come in. Uh, that shit's all over the place still. I mean, when the habitat dries up, I mean, let's face it, mud bottom is not conducive for pilchards. They love that grass when it's dark to lay. Yeah, yeah, we, we went we're on a little so uh, grass in the bay. We went on a little tragic? quick trip just to test a boat out. Me and Graham last week to the Hula Bay flat, just running it around, and we realized that the grass there. It's a was different covered, kind of grass. What was covered by yeah. not grass. It's being, suff- grass. it's being suffocated by an Asian invasive, uh, it's like a mucus, algae. Yeah. It looks horrible. It comes it in is. on these freighter boats, and our municipalities are cool with it. It's like, whatever, you know. Like, bring the trash in on the offshore boats and let it muck up, you know, our beautiful waterways in exchange for the sunny days here in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah no, there's definitely. Gra- grass is a problem. Well, grass is probably the main problem. We are. Yeah. Y- y'all know how I feel about grass. You know how I feel. Uh, what's been eating a lot of the grass? It's not the main issue, obviously. But are, are I'm, we, uh, I'm always. I, we, I got a sticker on the on the fridge right there. It says "Save the grass, eat a manatee." Well, I don't want to eat a manatee, but they're eating a lot have of. Have you the ever grass. had burnt end manatee? We spend thirty million dollars a year in Florida. To, to help the manatees out to eat our grass. That no. aren't even from here. No natural <laughs> predators. Not from here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's a different argument. Then with the spill. That's the a, spill. I mean, the spill killed us. But also, one of my big things, I think, in the bay that's really hurting the fish, too, and we might have talked about this before, it's the dolphins, bro. Porpoise are... The porpoises are... are if There's certain areas that you have five or six dolphins that live at that and know that when boats show up, they're going to catch fish and they know they're going to eat fish when they throw it back. Very and smart mammal. there's several spots in the bay like that. Slightly lazy. They, uh, lazy, yeah. They come up for oxygen. Well, I think that was the whole thing people are saying now that predatory animals in, in general on the rise because the habitat for everything else is sharks bro sharks are a problem right alligators now. a problem alligators on the flat so they don't all they need to survive is food in in somewhere really they don't and need grass and they don't have they're I not structured around and we could talk about this and i know everyone in here has fished this spot and everyone has seen what this spot looks like but what they did at cyprus and took away that entire mangrove line to help build that bridge. They messed up a lot of fish on that in that whole. Destroyed cycle. it. I destroyed mean, destroyed it. I mean, they have uh, the upper bay has not been kind between the sewage that comes from the north side of Pine Ellis County's infrastructure, and then you know hundreds of gallons seep in. Just now, dumped another. Now we're just bringing that, in from just Riviera. Just dumped another ten thousand gallons. How's yeah, wasn't that what, Riviera how's Bay? Pee pee yeah. and poo poo sound. Yeah, I just I just don't understand how that is. I drive down the road with an expired tag for all of two days. I get pulled over. We get tickets. It's a problem. We can literally ruin the one thing that brings millions, if not billions, of dollars here. Oh, and we, that shit we is have. okay. Yeah, it, it, it all depends on... There's uh, no restoration project that I know of for the Upper Tampa Bay grass. Oh, uh, dude, the infrastructure has to be... Uh, you know. But I'll tell you what, when addressed. we wanted four or five billion dollars for that friggin' bridge, we got it. It's We're here. worried about manatees, dude. We're worried nah, about well, saving the, the bridge. Here. The I'm bridge from is a great We've been trying to save the river for a long time, eating them things. We have a populous problem, and if Burn there in. was Burn there in. was anything that happened, we would have a uh, problem getting everybody out of town. Just like case in point, what happened in Hawaii, which I don't know why the. What you mean? Are you saying with with a hurricane? Like if we got hit? Exactly. If we got exactly. if we we've been already lucky where we dodged it. If we've got hit with a direct hurricane. We this this would be we would be listen you'd have to be four, really bad you'd have to have four wheel drive that's all I'm saying and it bear, you better have some thirty fives or thirty eights get you going a, it's such a double edged sword though with everybody moving here I mean businesses flourish when more people are here especially people from 
other places that maybe got a nest egg or a good chunk of money or moving down here. Yeah. On the flip side of that, you know, we sell boats for a living. So we're, you know, it's kind of weird to to bitch about it's one thing. It's hard to bitch about it when you sell boats for uh, yeah, a living. Yeah, to not be <laughs> yeah. totally, you know. Oh, yeah, we've always been part of the problem. Yeah, so. But we just know better now, and that comes with wisdom and time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is it I mean, becoming a recreational help. bay? I used I to think, think it was cool to cut yeah. fish. It started becoming a recreational bay when uh, you started the boat club and you, and you do all those things. And then, believe it or not, like the bait guys, the bait guys are a big problem, too, because now you have every single person that probably don't even own a cast net will go and buy bait. And they're yeah. a Joe Schmo. They saw three passage. people fishing this one spot when they were out one time in one spot where they never moved. And then they're going there. And they might be people that don't even follow the regulations and the rules. You remember yeah. when throwing the net was like a rite of passage? Yeah, like you had now like, you can just limp in and be like, "Yo, here's my fifty, yeah. black me out, dude." I didn't. And, and capitalism is great, and I I love getting the bait, but it's just watering down the product. You know, that I might never, be saving the grass too, though. You got a lot less uh, a cast lot net throws. Nets, yeah, I never knew how to throw a cast net until so you came to Tampa. Until I met him. Yeah, that's a pilch master, James over there. That's you got you got to do it here. And then yeah. I did not, you know, seven years of Home throwing of the it. Chumbat, baby. The Chumbat era. You got to do it. You got to do like it. It's like the here. asterisk in a baseball when the steroids were around. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like in Tampa Bay, it's the Chumbat era. Yeah. And now, there, there's no era. So, well, take that account. It's, something's got to get I, I, I See, I still think there's fish here. So there it's is. There over, is. It's, Don't it, get me wrong. You know what? I'm not the fish are here, but the fish are where? Where would the fish, if you had one guess... I'll give you one guess. Where would the fish be at? Oh, they in live in Miguel Air Force Base. Exactly. Where you Coon, can't go. Coon where Creek, people dog. cannot go. On I promise edge. you, if FWC does a does some kind of like, all right, let's take some boats in here. Let's really see. There might that, be. What, hey, the what? All right, I hear it's you. It's a perfect case study of how to keep. Miguel has been around for a long time, and it's always been like that. For, whenever I started fishing, we've always said, uh, I'd love to go on McDill. I've seen you wait in there, bro. I have. I, I, I have waited in there. You're absolutely I know a right. I caught. I caught. Hey, hold on. I caught a couple people just goofing <laughs> in there, bending on my fish. I had to run them out. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, my boy said the other day. I went past went. the poles a couple times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you read the pole when you walk by it. It's you hard to read. Gunfire range. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. But, you know, you're trying to catch fish. Those poles have so much pelican shit over them. You don't even know what they say. I I. I actually enjoy the smell now. There's great, <laughs> there's great fish there. But it's I, always for, been like that, though. I know, but saying. why hasn't no one done? You got these people sitting at the boat ramp. Hey, how's it going? How many people? What'd you catch? Don't sit at the boat ramp. Get volunteers out on boats and get in there and at least like say, oh shit, we just saw <laughs> eight. There's 300 redfish in this cove. Okay, great. Now we know there's some fish there, and just give get some of the information that. Oh, we're worried about with the bay and what happened at Weedon Island and Lizard and and Fourth Street. Yeah, fishing. You take it back five years ago. It it's definitely on a ago. huge huge decline. You could go catch twenty thirty dinks anytime you wanted in three different spots. And you're now. I'll talk to the talk to the captains that I fished with all summer. They were excited for ten dinks on a day. Did you guys fish today? I did. I did. Tell me. Talk to me. I, I did. I was I actually. Today on, uh, uh, go ahead, Bub. Bub, Bub had a good day I, for redfish. I, 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 I got on some good redfish. I got on some good looking, good looking redfish that were. 
Almost, almost silver. No, nah, about 24, 25s. Um, and then the snook bite was decent. Also, let's, let's talk about this. Silver was it a feeding. place you normally catch them, or was it a place they were not? Two years ago, you didn't really see them there. Uh, two years ago, it was a snook spot, and you would catch an occasional redfish. I fished it two weeks ago and didn't catch a snook, caught six redfish. One back to back to back. Go back. Tide wasn't right. Struck out. Went back again today. Tide was just finishing coming up. Caught the tail end of the incoming, and they were in the trees, and they were on fire. Ooh, they love the they're and, and I also, I've, I had a line right? in the water fishing at 7.15, cooler part of the day. My best bite was between 7 and 9. You know why they love the bushes? Why is that? Because the porpoise can't eat them in there. They can't. But that's, that, and I told my clients today, I said, this is probably one of my better redfish days in, that I can go back and look in, in, in a while. This is, this is part probably of the topic. Probably a decade. This is part of the topic we were going to go over is overfished, right? Yeah. So I think, that, I think a lot of that is going on. You guys are selling a lot of boats. More power to a West Coast. More, a lot more captains. Buyers. We love it. There's, there's a, a lot, lot more, more captains. captains. A lot more captains. Hey, well, man. there's some that re- there's some that retire. There's new guys are filling yeah. in. I don't know that there's a lot more. Go I make think your money, folks. I think that's the same. I think a lot of the guys that I've seen come in have already gone pretty much out. Um that have come on in the past two, three years. There's like two or three that are still here. It's a hard knock life. It's rough, dude. I mean. Tip my cap to everybody's out there maintaining. That's what you got to do. I I remember saying. Strictly uh, maintaining. Not too long ago, the trout, like, where are the trout? They're not around. The last two days, I've been both the last two days and stroked them. Yeah. Some, uh, multiple over 20. And it was good to see in here. That's a good, that's a good trout. Yeah. And there was a lot of little ones, a lot of small ones. That's mm-hmm. good. And it's it's just been a frenzy. And yeah. I was, I don't ever fish or trout. I don't really like to do it. Oh, we know. Yeah, I, know. I, I don't. But that's we're trying to catch other things. But that was a bycatch. Yeah. The last two days. Yeah. Hey. And we were catching good ones. I'm like, well, fuck Did it. Let's catch do it. Yeah. Bait or cut bait? Were you catching what you were trying Lures, to catch, bro? Oh, throwing artificial. Yeah, artificial. You trying to catch ladyfish for tarpon, and I'm catching trout out the wazoo because the grass where I was at, from. Nowhere near Tampa. It's in Pinellas and, and south. was beautiful. Mm. Laid over. It's tall. It's and there beautiful. was fish oh, yeah. in it. And there's fish in it. Shocker. I couldn't keep. I was catching pinfish on lures. And then they're eating Every us. Everything. Mango snapper were hitting my lures. Everything was hitting it. The same lure. What lure were you throwing? Just something white. Just had to be white. You Four inches in white. on a, a, a flat that was alive. Yowzers. <laughs> Imagine if the whole on a flat, there was a lot of water movement as well, right? Imagine if the whole tide's been cranking out. I was fishing for tarpon. Were you on on East Beach of Fort DeSoto? I was not. I was not. Pinellas Point. Tell you right now. Oh, Pinellas Point. That used to be a good show. Yes. A little runway. I learned some things with tarpon there. I've never learned. I've uh, never seen them there like that. You talking about the cut, dog? (laughs) Yeah. You guys in the V? I ain't ain't in the cut. cut. You put me on that cut years ago. That cut's fire. I've caught so many fish on that cut. That is a great little that's cut. The, that's, uh, that's the kids' camp special. That's yeah. a kids' camp Damn special. Damn right it is. when you're fresh out of state. That's a anybody from out of town special. <laughs> Hell yeah. Afternoon trips. Especially in the summertime. Listen, yeah. I'm not saying the place is completely devastated. We're just in a declining resource. And I think we collectively need to hold the right to have people accountable. And it's time. I know enough people that are you know, somewhat uh, good on the money side of things. They can fundraise. Now it's just you know, activating. Yeah, we need help. I mean, I, I don't want to put my kid in the 
the water and I'm yeah, worried about that. And possibly get some doo doo and pee pee in it. Oh, bacteria is bad. You know, yeah. the, I don't you won't catch me in the water in the bay in the it, summer. It's not about fishing; it's about civilization, enjoying yeah. our coastline. Yeah, you got, you got a cut on. You got to be careful just splashing water bro. on you around here. Yeah, Come right on, now. man. It's poo-poo water. It's bad. Not good, especially at 94 degrees last time yeah, I checked. Yeah, it's not it. even comfortable to 94 get 94 degree with spills. Yeah. Come on, man. How there's not something out all over. Everybody should be in there. There is. I've this. had two clients that uh, both got stuck by snook in the heat of the summertime that got, you know, the... Uh, What's it? What's it called? The amoeba. It's a. It's almost like oh, a MRSA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. flesh eating flesh eating MRSA. Yeah, yeah that no you know, gets gets into you, and they gotta like rapidly keep you alive. So it's reality. I've seen it firsthand. Every year that is over there around the Howard Franklin and Cypress area. Yeah. And they just stay in the beach. The people go to that beach and they just hop in the water every time. They'll well, tell you bacteria don't get in the water. Infrastructure. They they're trying to improve it, but right, they're only hurting it by. Uh, decreasing the flow to the bay like parker used to bring up a good uh, fly fishing friend of ours brings up a good point upper tampa bay has been suffocated by the lack of natural flow due to uh you know bridgeway traffic yeah and well they they tried to make it better by making that one little and bridge they failed there, and that was that was shit no i mean and, and, and the crazy part is there's not much that you can you can do about it now now no, yeah. no there's no reversing it's it but stone they are not I mean, can you imagine, though, just what, you take that bridge down, just, that bridge isn't there anymore. I don't know how, you There's know, no Courtney Campbell, you're saying. There's no Courtney Campbell. It's impossible you, for it. I, I know, but do you think okay, that, just you, can you imagine the fire-ass red fishing that would be up there? Yeah, I mean, it's still legendary if you know what you're doing. Either. I can tell you there's 20%, <laughs> there's got to be. It's still legendary if you know what you're doing. Uh, okay, well. They're just sitting on the mud. You got to. You it's gotta like kind of go. Fishing. You gotta right now. You gotta kind of go back to the old school way, and you gotta rethink what you're doing. It's I all don't about even. I haven't fished with bait in a long time either. So it's the best thing ever. I'm trying. <laughs> Y'all throwing know, artificials. I'd like to get the boat out there in the winter time, up there, when there's no water up there. That's. I think you could have a pretty good time up there still. I mean, we talked about this uh, captives for clean water. Mm-hmm. You yep. said you we need one in Tampa. Oh, dude, focusing on the right on our area. I'm. I'm you know, SOS, SOS, I'm calling anybody that wants to help. I got a degree in political science. I'm really level in my thought process. I think I got solutions. Um, we just need to, like, get a collective think tank together and tackle the problems that are in our urban areas. It's, a uh, you know, central West Florida, you know, big uh, urban impact. I mean, we yeah. have a, we've had it's a, a lot of bad things problem. happen it's not in fishing. such a small amount of I don't, time. I don't care about fishing. I care about water quality. Yeah. yeah. I care about uh, infrastructure problems. Well, it seems like if you yeah. care about that, the fishing will fix itself. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's it makes too much yep. sense. Yep. I agree. We just have 100%. to, like, uh, get the collective started. I, and, the, and the base took a really bad hit, bro, in the last couple of years. Well, like, we, on our east side, so... Allegedly, a lot of you know, a million years ago, the the dinosaurs went down on a high piece of land in Florida, east of Bartow, right? So they strip mine and you know get all the nutrients to provide for the fur industry, the natural fertilizers that we sell. So on a global scale, we're number one uh, next to uh, a company in Africa. So if you can imagine our quota as a state to keep up with fur demands, you know, because in my personal opinion, the Green Grass Initiative, Green Grass Initiative, where everyone has to fert their lawns, the St. Augustine crap, all this, you know, 
true green this true green that bro like we're poisoning our natural waterways so our neighbors don't get mad at us all right so it needs like, to, if you live on the water it needs to be turf me, thank you 100 percent. it needs 100%. to be turf so that doesn't Enough happen said. You t- yeah. that's how you fix that problem uh, yeah. i vote i but and if you live yeah. on the water you have the cheese to f- put turf thank you yeah i mean that should right. that should be it yeah. and and I know we do need fertilizer for planting situations. Farmers need it. It grows our... Thankfully, that's, we're responsible for a lot of our food production because of that. Right there. Globally. For everybody. So that wow. means something. Yeah. All right. And when the citrus industry went down in Florida due to greening, which was a, like a genetic um, disease that came in through, you know, took out our industry, uh, we had to be propped up on something. So... As oh, much as I love Ron uh, DeSantis, FYI, you know, he good. was the dude that said, "Hey, let let the millions of gallons go, like empty the stacks, man." You know why? Because that's our cash crop, that sugarcane. So the sugarcane issue has been resolved federally and statewide through the Everglades. What's going on down there? So they're holding water, you know, redistributing it. They're not just letting all this crazy discharge happen. But the crazy discharge is happening up here on an urban level that's out of control. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, we need the help. We need, we, we need, you, we need you guys. You want, do you guys want me to do it? I mean, I, I think someone's going to have to yeah, do I it. Mean, I, and I here's mean, the thing. It's going to be a job. Yeah. I mean, I think I, mean I, I think I know enough, but I'm always trying to learn more. Well, I think at the end of the day, what you're trying, your, your, where your thought process is and I mean, I know I want my kid to be able to enjoy mm-hmm. the fishing, and, yeah. I, and I think that, like, you know, look, you know, it's going to be a while before you can throw a rod in the water and do that, but, I mean, if we're on a decline, if there's nothing to actually start making it go back uphill, you fight. then it's going to continue to decline, and then takes, by the time, yeah. So, it takes I 10 mean, to 20 years. You know, you yeah, got to start in. now because it's going to be a battle for years because everybody who you're going against are all the big dogs, and it's like someone, gotta someone's got to stand up with some – Stand up with some big well, cash and that's what that's in this world of money. That's what it means. And honestly, the fundraising's you know I don't think it'll be a problem. Uh, I know you know we all know enough people that are affected. The yeah, fundraising, I, I think you're right. I think the, what you really need to do is figure out a way to make a difference politically, so there's bigger penalties on some of these companies doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. and that's right here in Tampa. I oh, mean, yeah. So, but the problem is, is these companies, we all know how this works. These companies provide X amount of monies to our governments. Yeah. And, you know, you're walking a, you're walking a tightrope there. Yeah. But on that if we don't do anything, Should I, I, I don't think it's going to be we good. We lose our enterprise, which is our water. Yeah, that's what, that's what Florida is. Yeah. I mean, Bub? If I run for mayor, does that, that possibly, you know? You saw the look I gave you. You could definitely uh, help with some of the decisions, I'm you sure. Could, yeah, you, you could help. Uh, don't being, you need a foot in? You don't you want, want that. to take a break and sample some more? Let's have a shot real quick. Casamigos? Yeah, you, 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 you don't want that title, enough. I promise. Was kind enough. Yeah. James. I don't. I, I want to pull that, pull that lime out them, first. I don't want them digging up my skeletons in the closet. Let's just, let's just get close. Amigos, amigos, amigos. Cheers. Cheers, boy. delicious so we i mean we talked we we uh we talked about um covered a lot of things i know there's 
way more stuff we could have went into detail about, but yeah, I want to ask you guys some questions. Okay, please shoot. Oh boy. Oh, I like is. this. I like, I like this. this. So um, this usually doesn't happen. I've been knowing these guys for a while, you know, so I can throw these questions at them. Met Bub on the Skyway, Jack and Tarpon back in the day, many decades ago. He was jacking them. Yeah, I wasn't oh, jacking them. Yeah. That he was. But Males only. It was hand, we were handling cool. tarpon. That's how I learned yeah. how to tarpon fish. Um, that first day we met, what happened? I, what I remember, you lost it. Your cell phone dropped in the water at Braden's house. That's I, right. Carry yeah. on. <laughs> that was back when cell phones weren't. Yeah, I mean, you had like, a Nextel chirp. Nah, that yeah, bitch flipped. You had, a, you had a Nextel chirp, didn't you? Or yeah, no? it was like a you know crazy. That's what you kids call it, Nextel chirp. No, it was a, I don't know. A Nextel is just a Nextel. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't have a talkie one. It was a two-way. It was a two-way. It was a two-way radio. I love that shit. So I want to go back to me too, bro. Up in Pasco, if you have one of those like flip phone Nextel two-way, yeah, like and you had someone's digits, the beep beep, like you could really screw with them. It was you're like the best ever. Well. Couldn't it do it these a, days. It was, like a, it was like a status thing and how quick we all see how fads work. You know, things roll in, roll out. Yeah. And that was gone. I wish. But I do remember cool. losing it and not caring one lick. Yeah. But, yeah, that was back. How, Man, what was, if awesome. you had to put a year on that, what year? What would you say? Was it 10-plus uh, years? That's 90. No, dude, that was a... Uh, Nextel, mm, no, 2000. 2000. 02? Yeah, that was... Uh, I was in college, so that was in... 02, 04. 03, 05. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So 20 yeah. years. 20 years. Couldn't hide yeah. from a Nextel, bro. Yeah, and James. Nah. If you had it on, I, I knew you were listening because I, yeah. I heard if it went through, I knew you heard it. Yeah. That was a problem. Hey, I know, boop, boop, I know you hear me. <laughs> I don't care if you're going through the grocery line and then I start fucking with you. <laughs> the Nextels were the best. Bro. Yeah, they were. <laughs> the best. And James, <laughs> been, uh, been seeing him working in the community. I see Flats Mavi is growing. I want to, uh, like, that was a huge party. I think ours was up. That Flashmaster's time was when we started seeing each other and yeah. knowing who each other yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, respecting one another, hanging fish on the board, um, getting paid for it. One Good. of the better, one of the better uh, fishing times of, of my life. Flashmasters was awesome. Yeah, it was good. I mean, but those times will recycle. And now Paul uh, Staddy, you know, met him in the guide scene. Now we're, you know, moving units, you know, through the bay. Moving units. Moving getting, units. Getting boats, powered up, twins, singles, trips coming. Um, yep. So things are good. Um, but as a whole, you know, this whole collective is, you know, I see it growing, man. I just want to tell you guys, man, it's like mutual respect to everything you guys are doing, donating in the right directions, bringing up awareness in the right directions. It all starts uh, from the bottom level. I'm, I'm, I appreciate y'all having we me. Tr- we tried. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah. We, tr- we yeah. tried to do some things with the guide association. We did. Uh, Jason Prieto, we've done some we things did. with We did. Prieto's been good about that stuff. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's... We, we, we often talked about a guides association like Tampa, Southwest Florida, mm-hmm. you know. and it, it like, just, a, like a private, like a separate chapter? We we try. I think, yeah, we did talk about that at one time. Um I don't know. I think right now the best thing for That's everybody, including guides, and I'm not a guide, haven't been one for five, six years, but it, it is to err on the side of caution with what's going on in the Bay. Yeah. I think everything will take care of itself if we can show improvements. Bring awareness. In the have bay. people have like open some eyes. Like, like take, like take one thing at a time. How do we restore grass in Tampa Bay? How do we do that? Because if you do that, quality. the right grass. If you can do that. Mm-hmm. Which means well, they can it. actually plant it too. Yeah, but I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, if you but can't if live. Like Graham said, if you don't have wa- yeah. good water quality, there's actually federal funds for replanting. Well, you got to stop the spills. 
Hundred yeah. percent, well, and know. that goes back to what I was talking about before. How do we stop the spills? If it hurts them to give a shit about it, they'll stop doing it. Nobody likes paying fines for no money, but if it's a slap on the wrist type of situation, they can pay that until they're. Yeah, but when you're talking about politics and stuff, they have more money to just throw at the problem. Because the last thing you want to do is is start fix. You don't want two things working against each other. You know, if everything stays the same and they're planting grass, but it's I mean, what are we? Water's really bad, but then it's killing the grass. So what's the point? All right, enough of this depressing stuff. It is depressing. Um, shit is depressing. Talk to me about what's on the horizon for you guys. I've always seen that you guys traveled cool places, and that's what it's all about. And I respect people that step out of their comfort zone. I don't really respect people that beat down well, the same. Well, you, you've mentioned path. Texas. Uh, talk to I me about, to Texas. Talk to me about you know where you guys are headed. What are you guys doing? Texas is something we we've all wanted want to do. I got uh, an insight in, in Texas. We're also waiting yeah, on a couple of things. Okay. You got a guy kind of like the guy we had in. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's messed up. I know what he's talking about. So. Yeah. All right. Well, no, we don't I, want I another one of those deals. I got a guy that's a that's a friend, and I, he said. It's a three hundred dollar plane ticket. You can come here anytime. Yeah, and I'll drive you guys. I'm gonna go, and we're gonna. I don't want to drive. Me you and Troy ride. are gonna go. And we're gonna we're gonna scout it out. Oh, you're gonna scout it out. Yeah. Make sure we like it, and then we'll figure it out after that. It's a longer drive. Have you guys ever thought about getting into the Bahamian waters and going over there and doing a little? Now your vibe I, would, you know. I think we should do like. Now that I, I know I, a pilot. Bo, bo, bo. Yeah. If you guys are willing to fly in a twin prop plane, I know a guy that'll drop us into Andros. Well, does well, it come with here parachutes? We go. Here we and go. does it have we, my weight size? I, yes. I knew it was going to that. There's six seats in the plane. It's got a huge useful load. It's, I mean, it it's can go. what? Useful load. That's like. Uh, well, I'm going to just tell you this. One of my favorite fishermen of all time, <laughs> may he rest in peace. That was a home. Jose Wahebe passed away on one of those going into a Red, crazy Jose. extravagant. And the only people I know that did that was him, Ricky from La Bamba, and Selena. Well, so. Honestly, Kobe. one of my, one of my idols. That was, a, that was a helicopter. I'm talking about Hey, helicopters work. One of my idols, yeah. too. They go down Jose. all the time. Um, my but God. this thing, you know, was not home built, and we will not be flying in inclement weather. So. <laughs> um, I, I want to go try and catch bonefish on fly down there. That's yeah. what I want to do. Uh, I think you got to go down to the southern tip down there of Andros is where they live. Little I town love, there. I have no idea where it's Congo Town. Can you go to Miami? Is it legit? Yeah, bro. You, you Key Largo. Uh, Congo Town, uh, mate. This guy will take you. T-Dub went with him. Alonzo. Yeah. Alonzo Sotillo. He caught him on shrimp, though, didn't he? You want the bonefish, boy? I'll take you to Fresh Creek, boy. Hey, just so you know this, I have heard from three different people this year. Alonzo knows he's doing. Bonefish have been caught at the Gandhi Hot Water Runoff. Three bonefish just heard I've heard over the bonefish permit permit uh, are on Apollo Beach flat now. <laughs> not, not not right now, but uh, bonefish have also been caught over there too. Yeah, yeah. and I'm crushing the parrotfish and in Homosassa. Homosassa's been been turning in some some bonefish. Yeah, it's nice to see that you know making a little way up. Hurricane Ian's messing bro, they're shit international, up. Dude, they're, man. They're fish are lost, bro. I mean, when yeah. I was down in Key Largo, there was a damn uh, orca peeping. Trying you to see sniff that? on people. I got. I had a buddy last week who was scalloping trying to get a in Homosassa. Oh, here we go. What? Get a little sniff. <laughs> uh, kid saw a shark. Yeah. Guy got on the boat, looked at it. Tiger shark. Tiger, they're so calm in there. Everything's kind of freaking out. We're seeing great whites a little closer now. They've yeah, always been here. The tiger shark thing on the flats always in Homosassa, brother. That's been going on since I've been alive. Mm. And before that. And hey, for a big, fat, freaking fish, you'd be surprised at. You won't even know their body. 
They are creepers. Silent These hunters. are smaller ones. I'd, I'd rather uh, mess with the bigger ones than the smaller ones. Do you ones. remember the one that we saw? Yes, I do. I do. And that, that was that was bad. That was half the length of the boat, and that was a twenty four. That was a twelve foot shark. That was that dude meant meant business, bro. Yeah. I, hey, I, uh, that shark. Uh, uh, remember that video we put on YouTube? Was it El, was it El Senor? Remember that? Yeah, one that was that, a hammerhead. But hammerhead. That's what I meant. Yeah. What do we? That video not on YouTube anymore. Yeah, I'm trying to look it on there. You don't know what you're doing. Oh, okay, probably that's what it yeah. is. Bad. You know what the name of it is? El Senor. I knew it. El Senor. So you guys are out on the twin prop plane? Uh, yeah. I, mean, I'll so go because I would one, do it with a parachute. Sack of nuts. Well, with a parachute. <laughs> I do it with a parachute. parachute There's no parachute. Listen, but here's the thing. You got to understand about planes. Hey, what kind of parachute we need anyway? Listen. It's a big one. But guess what? When you land, you use it so you can be spotted. Jump have on you his ever back. seen? Have Jump you, on his back. Have you ever Listen, seen bro, when you When you land. You had a parachute, you would have been gone. Smaller planes come on float a, longer. Yep, yep. Tell them about the stall speed. Stall speed is super it, why, slow. Why can't it be a seaplane? So even if we do crash, well, my buddy Wayne's got a seaplane, Mister Thomas, if you're listening. <laughs> this guy uh, knows everybody. Yeah, I got one of those. Let me call somebody. I'll tell you what, what I'm saying is, you you want to go there for bonefish? We don't got to go there. We don't got to go. Listen, there for we'll bonefish. go there spearfish. We'll go there for whatever. I just say I'm just talking shit. We'll go Let's there. Just go. We'll drink, go there and drink some calics. I right? love the calics. I wouldn't mind beer. going to Cayman Brack either. A little Cayman, little Cayman for bonefish maybe. Well. I'm game. Graham, we appreciate you uh coming and sitting down with us there, buddy. Hey man. It's been uh it's been a pleasure. It's always a good time. And when you when you talk fishing and you, you really truly breaks it down you really well you break it down that we have to tell you you need to break it down for the people listening, our people. You need to dumb that shit down. You were like at Algebra two honors, we need that shit like at Algebra seventh grade two math. Honors. <laughs> Seventh grade math. Love I will say this arts. though. Hey, before Me, hey, I'm with you though. I'm, I'm in the well. Please, before, ask. I'll before break we it down. before we go, people can help out what you're gonna do and help the initiative out because this is gonna cost some money. What you're wanting? Oh to do. yeah, it is. We gotta um, get the blueprint built. But in the meantime, don't be afraid to hit you up for some fine quality products over at West Coast. Oh yes. Oh yeah. If you guys need my recommendations, he's though. the man over there. He, he so he's like not just a salesman. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, basically, knows it all. The, I'm in the intersection of vision and budget, and I'll find that X. That's all I got to say. That's pretty much it. I mean, he literally, when somebody, could, I don't know what I'm looking for, first thing out of Graham's mouth, let's talk about your vision. <laughs> and I'm like, you will not go into a boat dealership and have somebody tell you that. What's your vision, and what does your freedom look like? Those are the two things that I... So what's your freedom look like today, man? Like, wh- that's, what the sales, that's the sales pitch, that's, huh? that's not a sales pitch. That's how he lives life. So. Yeah. All right, man. Well, make sure you go see Graham at West Coast. Just come uh, in, stop by, chat. Come by, chat. Just just talk fishing with red, him. Red feel, talk you will feel smarter. Water. You want to talk about the hey, water? I got an open door policy. And if you guys want to come help, look for well, the bucks in the red in the uh, plaques. Yep. Come bucks on in. And, bucks and plaques. And we'll, yeah. And that's not Tampa Bay. That's Bambi. Oh, bucks. Okay. Got yeah. It. No, got we're it. we're talking about antlers, huh? Yeah. Oh, not Bambi. That's I mean, a different. I, that's, that's a, a different disrespectful way. That's a dis- disrespectful way to s- talk about those deer, and I apologize. I, I didn't really think about Bambi. I was just trying to be. It's funny. Bambi's dad, but it's cool, man. We can roll <laughs> it's, on. It's Bambi's Keep dad. He shot out five Bambies. Yeah, Bambi's alive. His dad's dead. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, Charge it to the gameplay. All right, well, let's hey, wrap it up. Appreciate no, you real. coming in. I appreciate everybody. Hopefully, this thing keeps growing. Please share. Um, we're going to do more of it. We're going to bring special guests. Yeah, I, looking forward to what I you're going to do, too, and, uh, and your vision towards, uh, you know, the waters. I appreciate that, too, because it means a lot to me. Graham for clean water. Yeah. Graham for clean Graham water. For, Graham for clean water. Two fingers. I love it. 
Hey, we're out of here. Flats Mafia Podcast, Episode 2. Two fingers. Peace.